Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everybody, and welcome along to this week's episode. Um, I just wanted to give you a bit of an introduction to this one um, before we get into it today. This episode is uh, the Insta Live that I did with the girls from I Think My Fridge is Haunted, which is an excellent podcast that you should definitely go and check out. This is very different from my normal types of episodes. And I just wanted to let you know that this one's um, a, a bit triggering um, and to put a bit of a trigger warning um, at the beginning here. We talk about a murder that happened very recently and... Um, that's not usually what I would do for uh, my podcast or for the channel in general, um, but I just feel like it was uh, something that was a really important discussion that needed to be heard. And Esther, Gemma and I had a really good conversation and I just felt like I needed to share it with everybody. So it is heavy. So if you're not in the right mind space for that currently, then maybe give this one a miss. And also I just wanted to say that any of the advertising money from this episode will be donated to White Ribbon, which is a charity that works with men and boys to educate them um, on violence against women and how to prevent that. So, um, yeah, so if you hear any adverts, the money won't be going to me. They It will be going straight to that charity. So um, if you feel like replaying or downloading the episode um, a couple of times, then obviously donations for that would be higher. I'll leave a link to the charity in the description for the episode as well if you want to donate. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Gemma and Esther from I Think My Fridge Is Haunted. Hello. This Hello. is very exciting. How are Hello. you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Esther, this is Nikki. <clears throat> Nikki, this is Esther. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. In, this is in, my first oh my. ever Insta Live, so this is very exciting. Is it? Well, with, with other people. I've done them on my own before. Oh, right. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But never with. We, 
We usually do at least one every lockdown, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, so you all back in lockdown again? Oh, we've been in lockdown. I oh. think it's, Melbourne is the longest city in the world to have been in yeah. lockdown. Uh, our, city is, our city is kind of a mess right now. Um, mm. Regional Victoria, our state is Victoria. Regional Victoria is not in lockdown, but they've got heavy restrictions. But mm. here in the city where, um, yeah, I've been working at home for months now. Um, mm. It's just crazy. Haven't picked up a makeup brush in ages. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of this month, we're going to be back. Yeah. Hey, Onyx. Hi. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where apparently COVID doesn't exist here anymore. So it's just no. So it's fine for us to just all go out and mingle, and you know, it's it's not a problem that a hundred people are dying a day. That's that's fine. So you know, now is that just like not major issue? How is it like? Because you guys don't have states, no. So is that by your sort of the London area or what? No. So everything is just pretty much open now. So everything is is back to normal. There's no lockdowns anymore. Um, pretty much all of the restrictions have been lifted, like any legal requirements for things like self-isolation and stuff. Pretty much all of those have gone. Yeah. So it's like they're wow. pretending it's over and done with because obviously yeah. our economy is massively tanking because of Brexit. So they need everybody to go out and work. So that's yeah, they need quite happy to sacrifice everybody. Yeah. Are yeah. people still wearing masks out? Like, say, if you go to... No, Africa, not really. No, because no, it's, not, it's, it's not a legal requirement anymore. So as soon as people... Uh, that was revoked, that was it. So, yeah, so it's, it's just not... It's interesting to see how, like, uh, we're in the same pandemic, but it's, like, two different cities that are, you know, behaving so differently. Yeah, yeah, entirely mm. different. And it's just... It's mad because obviously I get the train to work and the people aren't, even though it is an, a requirement on Transport for London to wear masks, people just aren't wearing them. Wow, that must... Um, it really sucks. It's disappointing. <laughs> it's really disappointing. Yeah. 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 Esther, how are you going, babe? Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm quitting smoking, so I've got I my... I know, I, I read little... you're on like nicotine is, thing it's a nicotine tampon a tampon <laughs> and i'm heavily oh my God, into so embroidery it's all i'm doing i'm doing like eight hours a day of embroidery because i'm that i've got the shakes i really oh need a cigarette God. but i no nothing else nothing much um squid game i'm obsessed with it i've yeah, watched it twice actually, i think we're gonna i think we're gonna watch, start watching that tonight dude you need to get onto it I love anything Korean, so I mean, oh the my Koreans God. know they know how they, to make it. they know how to make some spooky shit. But um, oh. no. is it actually kind of horror? Because I haven't delved into it yet. I've had a few people suggest it to me. It's thriller, uh, drama. It's it's whack. It's incredible. I'm just <laughs> oh mate, incredible. But um, yeah, definitely watch it. Hi everyone. Hi Stevie. Hi Megan. Hi. Vanda Thieves, hi, murder at the at bedtime with. Oh, Lyndon's here. Hi, Lyndon. <laughs> All the people. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so right. let's get into it. The reason why we're here. Sorry, guys, it's going to be a downer tonight. Yep. But it's a conversation that needs to be had. Yes, it does. And 
you know, the way that this came about was that I noticed, uh, Nikki, that you were posting a lot about this case over the past, what, two weeks or a week and a half? Yeah, it's it been two weeks to the day, yeah. Right, okay. Yep. So, I mean, I've, I, I've got notes on the case unless you want to mm. explain what happened. No, go right ahead. I'm, I'm very happy to, you know, you do your thing and I'll chime in. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to be discussing the Sabina Nessa murder. Um, so Sabina was 28 years old. She's a, um, a school teacher. Was that primary school? Primary yes. School, yeah. I think yeah. primary yeah. school teacher. Yeah. So she left her home in Kidbrook, South London, on the evening of September 17 to make the five-minute walk through a local park to a bar where she was due to meet a friend. Her body was found in the park the next afternoon. Mm. So firstly, um, this happened near your house, right? Yeah, so it's um, around about, ooh, I would say probably about a 20-minute walk from my place, but I used to live on that street there. Right. Um, yeah, and so I know the area really well. Um, and it is a, a quite an open area mm. as well. So that park is not, it's not like, for example, you've got Greenwich Park, which is like the big park that's near here. And then you've got Cater Park, which is where she was killed. And mm. that park is really open. It's a public space that was built basically to service the flats that are there. So it's a new development. And they've put up about eight, nine big blocks of flats there. Um, and it's, so it's just like a little nature park. So it's not, you know, it's not somewhere yeah. you would think this would happen. Yeah. Open spaces. Away, that kind right? of thing. Mm. Is it kind of close to shops and a train station, that sort of thing? Yeah, so there's a big train station there and where she was walking to, that's where sort of the, the square is where you've got a little bar. There's like a little Sainsbury's there, um, like a gym. So it's just like a little kind of group of things. You know how they put these things together where you've just got like a little uh, collection of things that would be useful for the people that live yep. there. So just like yep. a little yeah. local yeah. shop. That yeah. seems like um like a really open place, like anywhere that's near kind of like, you know, a, a Sainsbury's local, you know, it's like um everyone needs to pop out for bread and milk and cigarettes. Sorry, dude. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like every now and then, you know, it's like um it's like mm. Coles Express Esther, yeah. in um Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh it seems like you know and especially with a lot of like high-rise buildings like it seems that someone must have seen something mm. Mm. but let's go on with the story according to the guardian and this was written on sunday the 26th of september detectives hunting a man of interest in the sabina nessa murder inquiry believe that a and i don't really understand this a reflective red item the suspect was seen carrying on the night of her death may have been used in the attack this was caught on CCTV. It showed the figure looking over his shoulder, putting up his hood and attempting to conceal this red item mm. um, on the night of her death. So uh, the Chief Inspector, uh, Detective Chief Inspector Neil John from the Metropolitan Police's Special Crime Command said, people in the Kidbrook area may recall seeing this man carrying this red reflective object, trying to conceal it. If so, please call the police. 
so it showed the footage, the CCTV footage captures the man walking outside of a block of flats in the Pegla Square. Yeah, Pegla Square. Yeah. Uh, close to where the body of the primary school teacher was found. So far, two men have been arrested on suspicion of Nessa's killing. Um but have been released pending first further in investigations. I'm just going through the articles, like, mm. as they came out. Uh, it was at this point also that there was a vigil uh, that hundreds, apparently hundreds of people attended. Um, I only saw a couple of pictures. And yeah, that was, was on about a Friday 500 night. People. Yeah, about mm. 500 people in total. So it was a week after she was murdered. Um, wow. Yeah, and her sister was there and made a speech and things. So, yes, yeah. I saw that speech on YouTube. Um, and they also opened, um, they, they started a, a book of condolence for people to pay respects to her. Um, Can I just butt in? Sure. So only 17 hours ago, they've actually charged a man with her murder. Yep. Um. His name is Kosi Salamage. I think that's how yep. it's pronounced. Yeah. And he um, used a long weapon to beat Sabina. So he has been charged, 36 years old, from Eastbourne. And, uh, so when they say this long disgusting. weapon, are we mm. talking about a long weapon like a baseball bat or a cricket bat or are we talking a long weapon like a machete? I think if it's reflective, they said it was, uh, they, they have it. It looks like they haven't disclosed what the weapon was, but it could have been anything. Uh, if it's reflective, it, I was could, thinking it could have maybe been a baseball from, bat, something from a work site. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking maybe reflective. something like a, a wrench or something like that because some of those yeah. are reflective oh, yeah. stuff on them. They have enough, those. Yeah. Yeah, those and those are them. quite long as well. And they, I think they said it was about a two-foot-long weapon. Yeah, two feet, um, and okay. that he did it brutally, like it was super Yeah, they, they're, they're still inconclusive about what her actual cause of death was, but they said mm. it was very violent and um, there was a lot of trauma caused. Disgusting. Um, her head in particular, which is yeah. hideous. So yeah. this guy um, appeared in court um, mm. with an Albanian interpreter. Uh so I, I, oh, yeah, I he assume did. that yeah. he's sort of relatively new to the UK or perhaps he's on a working visa. I'm not really sure. Yeah, um, there hasn't really been any information about him. The only thing I know is from an article that I found, which was from Eastbourne, where he's from or where he's living, that said he's a delivery driver. Um, and so right. whether he was in the area, um, you know, because it's the... The park itself, it's, uh, it is off the M25. So right. if he was driving to and oh, from London, right. that's the, you know, that's the main road that kind of surrounds London, basically. So you can pull off on to, you know, it just goes round it. <laughs> if so you've been off. to that park? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not yeah. heavily, like the, there aren't a lot of trees or it's, you were saying it's almost like, yeah, like an oval? like Yeah. Yeah. So this is really not. You know, there are patches wow. because it is a park, but it's not it's not massively covered over, you know. It's not like Central Park or anything like that where it's absolutely huge. It is quite a small park. It'll be interesting to see if he has past offences um, towards people, if, if he's so confident in um, attacking people in such a open 
landscape. Like that's that's crazy. That's crazy. They always, they, they always have past offenses. There's you know, it's very it's so mm. rare. So it so is rare. rare, but sometimes like um that guy in Melbourne who killed the beautiful comedian, I think I don't think he had any past offenses. He was just diagnosed with autism and it was just mm. a one off random, you know, rape and murder. Just crazy. So, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, to, to give you some background, Nikki, um, when was Eurydice killed? Three years ago? About three years ago. So Melbourne is hit so often with women being raped and murdered. It is like a, a common occurrence and it happens all the time. All the time. And it, it, it kind of hit the media there was a spate of a year where I think obviously there's more, there's more deaths that the media doesn't publish, but uh, female deaths, sorry, but there was a spate of like three really obvious attacks that was, hit the news. There was Eurydice. Um, there was a beautiful um, Israeli girl who was. Yeah. Um, the girl, she was just getting off a tram and a guy raped and beat her to death. And caught and set her on fire out the front of a shopping oh center. Oh my God. There was there was another girl I can't remember. There was the girl in Chinatown. Yeah, there's footage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's footage, and it, it just hit over and over again. And and this is what we're talking about today um, is how I guess the media reports um, violence against women, how people of color are reported um, opposed to white white people, white you know women. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, like, uh, Jem, you messaged me last week about Sabina and I hadn't heard of her case. All we were being pumped with was what's her name? The American Gabby, 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 oh, Gabby, Gabby Peter. Yeah. yeah. And I, and it's amazing. I'm a member of a lot of like missing person pages on Facebook and stuff. And in Melbourne, we were being hit with share, share, share this missing person person in Wyoming, blonde, mm-hmm. beautiful blonde white girl, a missing person in mm-hmm. Wyoming. What are we doing? It just, yeah. it, it's just We've amazing. We've got missing and murdered people in our own cities. Yeah, yeah. And what, yeah. what makes, look, and I've got my own theories about this. I think Gabby's case, there's a lot of drama around it. It's a lot of, you know, the fiancé did it, he was beating her, the cops saw it, someone picked him up as a hitchhiker and then he went home and he stole the Mustang or whatever. Like there's a lot of drama. Like, it And really now it's very... exciting because he's on the run and, you know. And he's so, on the run. Actually, and then... I don't care about him at mm. all. I, mm. I, I, I care about Gabby. I don't care about him. Yeah, I don't think any know, of this should be glorified. Yeah, it, it is like um, I understand that dramatizing need to, know, you know? to be able to find him, but manhunts, um, it doesn't matter. You know, it's mm. not about that mm. at all. It's about getting justice for people. And it is. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's it's hideous when the press do that, and they're you know making it super exciting. It's not. Shouldn't be. Mm. Not at all. Mm. I I'm I'm just blown away at the coverage of. A, a beautiful blonde white girl that goes missing compared to the murder of, you know, a person of color. And there are so many missing cases or murder, murder cases of people of color 
that get completely overshadowed by the same thing for white people. Um, and it, you know, it's fucked. It's 2021. Um, and it's not, I don't know if it's changing because I don't know what the appeal is. Honestly, I think it's the less dead thing still carrying through. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm speechless. Like, looking at Sabina's case, looking at Gabby's case, um, Sarah Everard's, she, um, that that one, she's a white girl, isn't she? Yeah, so her her murderer was actually sentenced yesterday to life imprisonment. Um, Really? Fucking Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a really rare sentence to be given because usually there that's is great. So fast. It was only six yeah. months ago. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, normally there there is some kind of they well there there there's a bit of leniency, but with this it is life imprisonment and that's it. I don't think there's any chance for parole whatsoever. At Good. least from what I understand about it. Um, Lyndon says YouTube is saturated with that case. I've stopped watching. I'm only interested when he's caught now. Mm, good. Yeah, Look, completely. honestly, um, I'm my family's been a victim of murder. My grandmother, who's white, was murdered, right? And I'm studying criminology. So there's such a – not only am I studying it, but I've got a personal attachment to it. And, yes, it's so important that victims of murder – and victims of crime a given spotlight in the media. Fuck yes. No matter what colour your skin is, you need the media to help solve cases, right? So I'm I'm not against the media coverage for these women, but it's the it's the choosing which cases to spotlight. Yeah. And I wish I wish we could discuss with someone who works in the media just uh, as far as, like, their selection process goes towards choosing which cases need spotlight. I mean, for my nonna's case, for example, uh, 18 years old, still a cold case, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've only just been getting media again as of two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. I'm already getting messages through the private Facebook page of people that have just read the newspaper going, I saw something that night. I was with her that night. Here's some information. They're calling crime stoppers. It's fucking great. It's great. But but why did it take 18 years? Why does the media get to choose what is talked about and what isn't? You know, there's mm-hmm. so many crimes happening, especially during lockdown, especially during COVID, that only select people, uh, only select uh, cases get spotlighted in the media. My sister's working for, um, she's up in the Northern Territory working with Indigenous Australians and the crime rates of these Indigenous Australians are so fucking brutal and the media doesn't cover it. We do not realise. We don't hear anything. The scope of crime that is happening within these Indigenous communities and I'm talking like some of the most brutal murders I've ever heard. And it will really? not hit. Dude, it is, no one knows about it. 
They're in the middle of Australia. No one knows about these cases. It's happening every single day up there. And the media, no one knows about it. It's the same. Remember when Christine Nealon was killed out in country New South Wales? Yeah. Yeah, no one knows about it. There was like two little articles for a yeah. couple of weeks she was in the yeah. newspaper and nothing her body nothing. was just found on the side of the road in a country town again a woman of color and um, it's maddening it's horrible it's just crazy yeah. and i don't yeah, know it's with, with sabina that was the same thing you know sarah everard because she was white it was everywhere whereas mm-hmm. sabina because she was a person of color it just meant that her they were trying to reduce it down to these, like when I first heard about it, because obviously it's so close to home, mm. I really wanted to find out more about the case, but there was little, you know, tiny little snippets, you know, mm. just these little mm. tail ends of articles and mm. nothing really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, people started picking it up and sharing it on social media. And I think that's, you know, as you were saying, it's, it's sort of also in the hands of people to share that information. Yes. Yeah, so it was really kind of the power of social media that's not being, people. Yeah. If you see yeah. something that's not being spread, start spreading it. Spread <laughs> it. Spread yeah, it. You know, I, I saw it and I saw, you know, they had CCTV. So I was like, right, okay, let's spread it. And I think mm. somebody did end up seeing the CCTV that somebody did share. Um, and that's how they found him. So, you know, it's in the power of the people to kind of it is information around which is crap because it shouldn't it's be it's crap you know the media not, should be no. reporting it um mm-hmm. and not doing it on their own personal biases which is what i think happens or what's what stories will sell yeah. like this beautiful gabby she fits the the perfect victim you know, and that's a story that's going to sell, and it has. It's gone. You know, I, I'm sure Netflix is going to do a documentary on it in the oh, next oh, two years. Right, right. Already bought the rights, I would have thought. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like Sabina, no, it's just another. It's just another murder victim in a park. You know, yeah. and it sucks. And I, I guess this is why it's so important to spread, post, reshare, comment, fucking pump it, like. God, you know more about RuPaul's Drag Race than you do these victims. And frankly, I'm fucking sick of it. I'm so over it. I'm so over, like, cover your ears and eyes, you know. This stuff isn't happening. This stuff, it's, it, it is so horrible. It is so horrible. I have a friend who lives with a police officer in Melbourne and they had a case two weeks ago of a man chopping his wife's head off in I think it was Geelong and just walking around the streets with de- the decapitated head. Oh my god. And media on, didn't on, report what? it. Media didn't re- it's just like, oh yeah. You don't know are about that shit, but it happens every fucking day. Like there is so much crime. My gorgeous girlfriend Sahan is too worried about leaving the apartment because of racial attacks. Yeah. You know? It's fucking neat. It's so fucked up. I'm so angered by it. You know, in London last week, Chinese people are having their heads cracked open mm-hmm. for racial attacks. Like, yeah. and it's- but you don't hear about it because it's nope. like, ah, uh, no one wants to know. Like, mm, racism. It's like, no, this shit needs to be 
fucking spread. So consequences are made. You know, yeah, because if people, people don't are held know about it, they shit. don't know that it's happening. So therefore, no. they don't count it as an issue. So people they don't get angry about it. Whereas they if, go, you oh, know, it's rare. It's rare. You don't. You never yeah. hear about it's like, it. No, so actually, it happens it every, every fucking day. minute, every day, every day. God. So, uh, just Nikki, if you wouldn't mind telling us, um, I don't know if you're cool to talk about this. Esther, are you okay? I wish I'm I could angry. give you a hug. I I'm angry. <laughs> that's, that's why we're here, to do some venting. Yeah, that's what it's all about, is, is catharsis, getting out. Yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's fucked. Like, yeah. Yeah, it There's is. There's a lot going on right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to take a moment? Fucked. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> It's just shit. People uh, give you hugs. <laughs> and people can be so mean too. Like, mm-hmm. if it doesn't affect them, then they don't under- They don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Until you have a connection to someone who's been assaulted or murdered or people don't get it. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. You don't need to apologise at all. <laughs> I've been um, I've been working with a woman this week to write a case of her best friend that went missing in two, uh, 94. The lack of help that they've had from the media is astounding. Fucked. If I cannot actually, I've, I've actually fully interviewed her because I can't find one single article that has all the details. There are, there are cases of people with family members that have been murdered that no one has offered help for and they've ended up, I I can't remember what case it was, but this beautiful woman, I think her kid was killed and she bought a fucking bus and covered the bus in photos of her kid and the one, you know, the, the, this is the flyer for, you know, police reward. And do you know who killed my daughter? Covered the bus and she just drove around the country trying to get wow. people to, to help her because no one would be down, help. It shouldn't be down to families to do that. It should you not know? be exactly. down to the families for doing this. No. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. If it's, it's just hard, man. Like, I feel really sh- It's but just, it's, yeah. But it's all too often the case, isn't it? 100%. And yeah. it's about money and it's about you know, um, who could, who, who can, what newspapers can make the most out of stories. Yeah, and I think what you, I don't know whether you know this about the UK, but we are very, very governed by right-wing press here. Mm. So I don't know, which is probably the majority of the world, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah, so here it is very much about what makes money and what, you know, we'll sell the papers. And that's what was the case with Sarah Everard. And there were um, two other girls, people of colour, that were murdered at the same time. Yeah, And their killers were on the loose and nobody knew who did it. Really? And of course, not because put in the paper. Because at the end of the day, you know, three girls go missing or murdered or whatever, but God forbid if, if Lady Catherine wears a blue dress, I know. then yeah. that's going to take the top spot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, yeah. by the way, 
uh, has been active in both of these cases, in the Sarah Everard case and the Sabina Nessa case. Yeah. Uh, I believe with the Sarah Everard case, didn't she personally lay flowers at, at the vigil? Yeah, so she went to the actual vigil, which uh, the police said was an illegal thing to do because obviously at the time we were in a in a tier four. Oh, we've gone through so many stupid things to do mm. with COVID when it's come to mm. like how the restrictions have changed, but we were in what they were calling at the time tier four, which no longer exists, um, right. which was everybody had to stay at home. So it was a stay at home order, basically. And she um, still went, which and was And so she great. still went and laid flowers. Um, and then it all kicked off. I don't know whether you saw that at the vigil, people were arrested um, and yeah. male police pinned women to the floor. Of course. So that's a really good idea, isn't it? Uh, yeah, not, not a no (laughs) yeah maybe maybe not do that i don't know how the hell that ended up happening i really don't i don't understand how anybody thought that was a good thing to do um i don't think they received the brief no (laughs) but she also laid flowers last week for um sabina as well Yeah. yeah but i heard that she had had someone take them on her behalf I don't uh, know if I think so. she was yeah. out of country or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But no. she seems to be, um, you know, she seems to be sort of present and active when it comes to women's issues and especially yeah. violence against women, which is good to have a famous person or, a, you know, a person in the spotlight to be an advocate. Yeah. Because even oh, though your family sure. isn't technically political, they kind of are really Um and the thing mm. that I sort of like about them is that they are—they do seem to be a little bit more left-leaning, which is good mm. because that's yep. what you need, really. So, yeah, you know, kind of a step in the and, right direction know, for all their foibles and all the terrible things as well. Exactly, but, uh, but you know, Charles—you know—he's, uh, you know, love him or hate him, but he's always been a massive advocate for the environment and education yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, if they can sort of put their weight towards a certain um issue all the better for us yeah 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 definitely um I was gonna ask you Nikki if you wouldn't mind talking about your sort of experiences in your area I know you were talking about you know coming across some pretty scary people oh yeah yeah so I'm part of like the next door group which I don't know if you have next door we have Which like neighborhood the... watch. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. But is this like that weird app? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they basically. What is that? What is it? So it's an app that kind of connects everybody in the local area to each other. Um, so you can basically post up reports of anything that might be scary, or like somebody might be getting rid of like I don't know a washing machine. <laughs> it's just yeah. a, okay. a connection kind of tool. Um, but right. yeah, on there, there's been more and more increased reports of people in the area not being so great there was a rape that was uh, carried out near um, one of the other stations near here um, I was walking home one evening and a kid on a bike um, came and slapped me on the bum which is really nice is yeah <laughs> how old was he about 15 disgusting yeah so um Little yeah and uh, obviously I, I reported it to the police because I think with anything like that even if it seems like it's minor it's like I said to them you don't know what his other intentions were you know 
exactly like, yeah. oh well you know you start they smart they start small they start with small yeah. offenses and yeah, builds exactly. and doing what we do we know that <laughs> you know that's exactly kind of the first red flag to me is but like, like oh, okay. it probably happens at his house he probably yeah. sees his dad doing that all the time to his yeah. mum, you know and it's like oh uh-huh. it's a thing yeah. you do to women disgusting yeah. yeah so yeah so i thought well I'm, I'm not having that it's being reported so yeah so i had to do all of that and then they said to me so do you want to go to court over this and i was like yeah if you catch him i was like of course i will good I like, because i think you you can't be doing that it's somebody's yeah. private space you know this is yours it's not for anybody else to touch you know yep unless yep. i've consented to that it's not it's not yours you can't have it <laughs> yeah yep. it's just effectively you know it's kind of theft of the body isn't it and it is yeah so yeah and also there's been a guy in uh the local parks as well uh like stalking women oh. um following them around seriously right yeah yeah yep. yeah so it's, it's like common. oh okay so now i'm getting to the point where i'm like right okay so i'm not gonna come home from the train station unless i've got you know, unless I can get instantly on a bus or if I can get yes. my partner to come and pick me up, you know? So it's like you that freedom gets robbed from you a little bit because you start to think, oh, well, what can happen when I go out? And I know it's rare, but also just, oh, men. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I suppose the local police have eyes on this guy, I would hope. I, I don't mean, know. If you know about it. I don't know. You would hope that. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> have you ha, have you seen this pervert? No, I haven't. No, no. So but it's you've been just reported. heard it. It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it has been reported. Yeah. So it was. Um, yeah, a couple of girls in the in the next door group, and then somebody else was saying, "Oh, yeah, that actually that happened to me the other day." And so, yeah. So I think a, a group of them now have reported whoever this is. Um, uh, yeah. It's just you know, is that <clears throat> and they take advantage as well because there's areas of that park which are just a bit more you know just not massively well serviced by people you know there's not loads of people walking around there's some paths that are a bit smaller um they're a bit further away from the crowd you know so it's somebody that's using those areas because they have an intention and that intention is either to intimidate women or to do something worse to them you know yep and it is intimidating it yep it is intimidating and a lot of the time if you're assaulted in public people actually don't speak up or stand up for you because they're intimidated yeah or they pretend that they don't see it and alicia yeah um there's a post going around as of today i think of a man on the mornington peninsula he was walking along the esplanade um 40s to 50s white guy with a tattoo on his arm that sexually assaulted a woman pushing her pram just going for a walk with a baby um and there's photos of him and he's just casually walking along with his headphones in like you know it's a literally no pun intended a walk in the park but it's unfortunately the photo was quite blurry of his face but still like he just looked like such an ordinary guy that you'll see at Woolworths you know could be anyone oh well, that's the thing is it anyone is. it is yeah yeah you know people you, trust, you don't know. people you know yeah exactly criminals don't uh, look like criminals that's the thing you know that's it like, yeah and there needs to terrifying. be um a push in 
educating children about how to treat other people. And I think, honestly, through COVID and lockdown, in the next 10 years, we're going to see a very different breed of people because, you know, kids having to be shut in all day for months affects social skills. Um, If you're Mm -hmm. in an abusive home, they're going to be learning from their abusive parents. There needs to be more educational opportunities for younger generations to know what's appropriate and what isn't. And that includes racism and that includes um, violence against women. And Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's all under a massive umbrella of all the things (laughs) you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think now as well, if you're convicted of something that's a very small crime, you should have to go through an education program after that. You know, well, they they be. do offer that, but it a lot of the time it oh we, it, we don't it, have it that. falls. That's it. See, you're it's, convicted it's of it. Crazy. And you check back out again. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. There's no money for that. <laughs> no. So, well, you know, yeah, there, there's money for, for things like refurbishing the prime minister's flat, obviously, <laughs> but. There's no money to re-educate uh, people that have done offences, you know, of course. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, sorry for, to everyone that's watching that this is such a downer. Um, um, Jem, could you write, I don't know how to do it, but could yes. you write like a trigger warning in the comments and then somehow pin it just for new people that log in? Yeah, sure. I don't know how I don't know how to do it on Instagram or anything. No, but... when I when I save the video, I'll do a trigger warning. Um, Let's see if I can a, work it out now. On a different note, I won't say a lighter note because it's not a lighter note because this is I think my huh? fridge is haunted slash macabre London. So no, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not going to be mega med- cheery, is it? <laughs> but did you hear about this serial killer in France that was identified after like thirty five years through DNA? No, no, I don't know anything about that. Uh, so my husband sent it to me today. Um, do you want me to read you the article? It's quite interesting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let me just grab it. And, you know, because he's, because it's French, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sort of, you know, I don't know a lot about, um, French serial killers, unfortunately, but this is from the BBC. Oh, and it was updated 30 minutes ago. French ex-officer's DNA ends mm. 35-year murder hunt. 
Um, and it says, for decades, the crimes of a notorious serial killer have haunted the Paris crime squad. Um, so now they've... <sighs> What's happened is... So he was called... I don't know how to say this. Legrele? Legrele? It's called the pockmarked man. That's what he was known as. Oh, okay. Um, oh, this is what they've added. Francois Verove um, is his name. His DNA has been matched to several of the crime scenes. His murders and rapes shocked Paris between 1986 and 1994, but until now were never solved. Among the shocking shocking crimes attributed to him was the murder of an 11-year-old girl. She was reported missing after failing to show up to school in Paris in 1986. Um, So, fast forward... Um, a picture of him has hung for decades on the walls of the criminal brigade of the Paris Judicial Police. I would presume that that's like a a sketch of him. The cold case was finally cracked when an investigating magistrate recently decided to send letters to 750 military police stationed in the Paris region at the time. The 59-year-old man, um, so they found this guy that's dead, um, Basically, this this article doesn't explain it very well. But they found um, a guy that has killed himself in a flat um, on the Mediterranean coast along with a suicide note. Mm. Um, And his DNA matches the DNA of these crimes that happened in the 80s and 90s. And he was a cop. Well, he was what's called gendarme military police and apparently he was stationed in Paris at the time of the crimes that were committed. Um, It's the contents of the letter that he left after his suicide have not been confirmed but French reports say he confessed to experiencing previous impulses while saying that he had since got himself together. Right. (laughs) Um. So, um, and when Louis first told me about this, I said, well, a lot of people confess to murders, you know, Mm. even if they didn't do it. But apparently this guy has DNA connecting him to many, many of the crimes. Mm. So this is, you know, a huge day for for a true crime in France. How long were were these cases unsolved? Since 86. Fucking hell. Yeah, good. It's a shame he's dead. Well, that's it. That's it. And when he knew that his the, the game was up, basically he had been named as his his DNA had been at the crime scenes. That's when he killed himself and left this note. Right. Mm. Yeah. Shame he's dead. Shame he's dead. But I guess yeah, it's the families of, can be he got away with it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Had to mm. to serve any time for it. It's yeah. Just, yeah. You know, it's horrendous that that could go unsolved for such a long time, particularly when he was in a position of power as well. Exactly. So, you but know. how many cops have we heard about, especially recently? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about Dennis Nielsen was in the police the Golden force. State Killer. Golden State Killer. Sarah Everard's killer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there's more. Yeah, there's definitely more. Right now. Um, 
but the criminal common. justice system is so flawed. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. In I I don't know. I think the country that probably has the the best would be somewhere like Iceland, where the nation is only tiny. Although there's apparently there's a lot of violence in Iceland, even though it's a tiny tiny country. Or like Finland's Sweden, meant to, Finland. Finland's meant to be really nice, <laughs> not really any murders. So you right. know that's nice. <laughs> there's hope. There's hope. Yeah. We might yeah, just all move. True. All the women move to Finland and push everyone out. There is somewhere <sighs> where um, people that are in positions of power aren't. You don't choose to do that yourself you're elected by the local community which i think is a much better way for it to be because mm. it stops people that want a power trip yeah putting putting themselves in those positions mm. so you know for example for police mm. you are basically given the right nominated almost people, you know you yeah you it's a pass allowed to do that you know that's part of your job so if you enjoy doing that what are you going to do? You're going to seek to do more of that, aren't you? And you're going to abuse that position of power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously not all police, you know, the police that no. helped with my situation were really great and, you know, yes. them at all. But yeah, if you want to be that kind of person and you're going to be legally allowed to do that, mm. you're going to seek it out, aren't you? So that's mm-hmm. why those people end up in those positions. Mm. And they're very good at hiding it, you know. <laughs> they, yes. they, if once they're undergoing all the tests and things, and I don't know if you have to do any psychological tests when you join the police. Oh, big time! I would, I would hope that I you would have to. So. No, you, you have yeah. to. You have to. You have to go through um, physical, psychological. You have to be clear of any mental illness. You have to um, do it's strenuous Mm. you have to have like I applied to work as a prison officer um a few months ago and I got down to the like I think it was like eight weeks worth of interviews it was huge just to be a prison officer and I I made it to the final fucking interview um but I didn't get in because I'm on antidepressants Uh, and because there's a history of mental illness you have to be clean of any sort of prescription mm-hmm. meds for two years, I think. Really? No, yeah, you can't even really be tied. Like, if you can't have any affiliation with any criminals that are already in the system, like, you can't have family members that are already in prison, or yeah. I, I'm sure it's the same with police. I wanted to be a, a mounted police officer. That was my fucking dream, but I mm. couldn't because of my, my um, mental illness. Uh, so yeah. yeah it's i don't know if that if it's like that in london but it's definitely the case in in australia and it yeah because yeah. the thing that you that can be about... crazy without being diagnosed yeah. that's crazy you can be that's crazy the thing you don't let anyone know <laughs> you could be completely healthy on your medical history and still be the worst fucking police officer there and the most dangerous like mm. I find a lot of people that are actually on medication and have experienced trauma are more humble and have more sense than those that have fucking nothing. You know what I mean? It's like they can relate to people because they've been through shit compared to like your, yeah. you know, no one someone who's been through nothing and they don't, they can't relate. There's, you know, there's a level of empathy that they can't, yeah relate to so yeah very interesting yeah. 
very interesting. I guess it's just kind of like, you know, they need to know that if you're going to a crime scene where there's, say, a, a dead child, they mm. want to know that you're not going to have to have to take the next four weeks off because you're so traumatised. They, they want to know that you're going to be back in the office the next day. But yeah, you'd of be course. Slightly worried about somebody that isn't traumatised by that because <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I mm. would... You know, there's not a normal human response to be okay with that kind of thing, is it? Yeah, it's exactly. like how surgeons and doctors and those types of things, they can compartmentalise. They can say, you know, this is my job. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's True. awful. And then, you know, they can go into the car park and sort of scream a little bit. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they can go back inside and go, right, who can I help next? I th- I think that's it. But I also think there's like a a fear of if you've if if you've already had a history of mental illness and you go into a, a scene that is highly triggering, you're not gonna pull out your gun and fucking shoot your head off or shoot someone else. But then again, like a lot of the cases of police officers who do do really you know, they make the wrong choices, their history of serving has been spotless. Or the you know they've never been diagnosed well, with anything not, like that. Not, not Sarah Everard's killer. He was he, he indecently exposed himself to somebody. And yeah, he was he was trouble, wasn't he? Like yeah. he was like a habitual troublemaker. Yeah, and he kept on getting moved from department to department because he was that bad, and he was it's, still allowed to be in the police. So it's disca- it's like go. the Catholic Can Church. <laughs> It's like there's a whole other. It's like a Catholic church. Just, just move it somewhere else. Yep. Can I just displacement of crime? Point out the person here that's Elizabeth Membry Angel. Um, That's Ashley, who I've been chatting to to get her story. Um, that we're going to talk about on the podcast when we can go back to the studio, and it's Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a case that definitely has not had enough um, press and I can't wait to tell you all about it and just sort of try to get a little bit more awareness about the case. I think I'll put it on my YouTube channel as well. Um, but, yeah, I'll tell you, it's 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 a it's going to be a long one. <laughs> I was, like, counting good. the pages and I'm like, hmm, this is going to be a long, long podcast. <laughs> no, that's good. We need, and, the, I, you know, as small as our little podcast is, we're also a platform for getting people's stories out so exactly and I find that the more that we do it I mean the, the list that I have of true crime cases is as long as my arm mm. I mean I love to do the ghost ones and the you know Sasquatch and, and, and all those kind of cool ones that we can laugh about and those types of things but I really am feeling um a real a pull towards advocacy for victims families mm. lately because especially Esther hearing your case over the last couple of years Mm. and how much you guys, your family have had to bug the media and bug journalists and bug everybody to say, Hey, how's it going with the case? Is anything happening with the case? How are Mm. you going to do the article? Mm. It really does fall to the family and friends to try to raise awareness. Completely. And if we can help in any way, I think it's the least we can do. That's it. And, and like, being in those families, anything helps. Literally the smallest act of kindness kindness goes a long way and we mm-hmm. really appreciate it. Like the article that came out in The Australian, that was a, that took three years to write 
of my dad and myself being on the phone to the journalist for three years, weekly. We sent the whole court transcript to Queensland for him to pick apart to to just get a 4,000-word article in the newspaper that people forgot about the next day. Like, people just would scroll, turn the page, and, and it's nothing. But to my family, it was fucking huge. Like, it was the biggest thing to happen you know, yesterday since the case. I, I Googled your nan's name just out of the blue yesterday just to see if there was anything else. There was, like, an article from, like, the Darwin Post or something writing about it. Yeah, no, it's 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 picked up a lot with I've had a few TV shows get in contact with us. It it's it's going to TV soon. I can't I can't Excellent. talk about that's it. Such, that's, <laughs> no, that's really good news. It's good that's news. Really, really good news. Yeah, so and I can't so really mention well. things. Early two thousand and twenty two. Right. But you know, you never know. You never know who could be watching that. And that's the thing, you never know who could be listening to a podcast or scrolling on Facebook, you never know if someone was a witness or someone heard something. That's why it is so important. That's why when you see like little Facebook pages run by the family members, fucking follow and share. You don't know who's on social media. You don't. Yep. You never know. The main suspect of my grandmother's case has Facebook. So it's like, keep sharing. I was going to ask you because how because with my show and what I do, I I so rarely cover current cases because Mm. I sort of have a a respect for the family. And I think it's it's, if people are hearing things being dredged up over and over and over, it's opening that wound every time. So how I I understand in your case, obviously, it's it's not solved. So it's a Mm. a slightly different thing. But how do you feel about um having like things retold on podcasts and you know in in the media and I think like you know from the sounds of it it sounds like you're really pro (laughs) I look I'm pro because I'm studying criminology and I was I I understand how important it is for the media to circulate um cases but it is very fucking triggering. Like it's been mm. two weeks since this major release, and the Australian newspaper slash magazine is a str- like it's nationwide, mm. and so everyone that day that it was released, I was so physically sick, like mm. I felt jet lagged, and so did my family. I cried the whole day. I, I smoked yep. a packet of cigarettes. Uh, my my family were fucked. I couldn't, mm. I I was on the phone to Gemma the next day crying because I'm like, I can't, you know. Yeah. It is hard, but saying that it's also so important. It is so fucking important for strangers to talk about it, you know. Mm. I think the hardest yep. thing out of it was seeing people, random people commenting horrible things on the posts. I got a lot of, like, real assholes commenting on the Instagram and, you know, oh, what we're meant to solve crimes now that we're in lockdown. And it's like, have some respect. But at the same time, it's, it's getting out there. You know, I Googled my nonna's name a few months ago on YouTube. Sorry, I YouTube searched and some chick I'd never heard of made a 20 minute video about the case. Mm. And 
she taught me stuff I didn't know. So it's yeah. like, do what you can. If you, if you know any victims and their families and cases that have kind of gone, that they've been left uh, unsolved or unspoken cold. about. Yeah. They've gone cold. Bring it up. You know, that's why it's so important. There's a, the cold case hub that's opening up now with Vic police or Australia, the Australian like nationwide, these cold cases that are being reopened um, and, you know, you can call Crime Stoppers and say, I know this, I know that. It, it helps. It, mm-hmm. it, you can solve, you can solve, not only can you solve a murder investigation, but you could fix a whole generation, multiple generations of family members who have been left in the dark. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because that's exactly. the thing that I've always been concerned about is that, you know, it's, I know true crime podcasts and YouTube shows get a bad rap for, you know, covering cases. But actually, if it's helpful, and I know there's been, you know, things like Golden State Killer and stuff, they found him because people were invested in the case again. Yep. You know, through a crazy oh, little DNA. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> through, you know, a DNA um find your heritage or whatever tiny little things that people think won't fly end up solving year long years long cold cases tiny little things so you don't know if your neighbor is a murderer you don't know if they're a rapist and you don't know if if you share this little post on a, on a social media page that could go towards solving a crime. It's so important. It is so important. Everyone knows, even at the smallest detail, you could have walked past the fuck, uh, someone who's just killed someone and be like, yeah, I remember, remember that guy. He had a scratch mark on his face. You know, a year yeah. down the track, you could be the fucking key to being like a case yeah. being solved. you got to be yeah. I could go on and on and on. I'm super. I'm sorry, guys. I'm super triggered with tonight's discussion. No, 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 no. I haven't been dealing well. That's since. okay. Yeah, That's but right. it's super important to talk about yeah. this stuff. So I really appreciate. But I think, like with a lot of podcasts, like there are a lot of podcasts that do it for the entertainment value, mm. um, you know, for the morbid factor and and all that. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we could probably both admit that we both. Oh yeah, we we read true crime. We we look at true true crime because we do have a morbid curiosity. Mm. But at the same time, we've definitely developed a a, a huge advocacy for victims, families, um, having crime in our own families. Mm -hmm. um, Sort of knowing that it can be so frustrating. It's horrible. Either with unfair sentences handed out, Mm -hmm. or not knowing what happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked. We've got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> got a minute. Nikki, tell us what's coming up with Morbid London. Um, oh, so... oh my God. I said Morbid because <laughs> of curiosity. It's because we were just talking about Morbid stuff. That's fine. Carb <laughs> London. Um, so as normal, episodes will be coming out every fortnight. Um, and I basically try and balance it between something that's a bit spooky and scary and then a bit of true crime and then also a wider kind of story from around the world because you know it is a bit of a bummer to, <laughs> to consistently do that 
I love yeah. the historical aspect of what you did, what you do. Um, I love the one that you did. The, the, one of my favorite things about your podcast is when you did the the tattoo tour. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> Nikki has. This blows my mind. She has a sleeve dedicated to War of the Worlds, the 70s version. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that, I love War of the Worlds. There it is. Like, you, can't, you can't see hardly any of it. But I, I remember my, my, dad had, my dad had like the big like vinyl. So does mine. Like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the artwork in it is just nuts. It like the crows eating the blood and oh, yeah. it's just insane. Yeah, that's so, what, um, what I have on my arm. Yeah, <laughs> I did an episode on War of the Worlds and yeah. just the stuff that you find, like stories that you find. I'm like, I've never heard of this. Like, you know, the the female gangs of Victorian London, mm-hmm. um, mm. and that doctor from Chicago that was killing all those, poisoning all those people, yeah, the and went over to London. Yeah. yeah, you just you find the craziest stories. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. so I do kind of like I, I I try and basically a lot of the stuff that I find is I I literally go back through old newspapers from the time and I just put Damn. in you know keywords and pull out different cases like one I found um, about this poor old lady who was murdered in a shop that was like one of my most recent episodes and her case was unsolved and then I managed to track it back to another case that happened in the area and a lot of it is just sitting down and trawling over these really ancient <laughs> old newspapers yeah, and just wow. pulling out these stories bit by bit and you know kind of piecing them together and I think that's the whole kind of main aim for the show was to to tell stories that had been forgotten um mm. from London yeah. you know some of them like for example I've never done Jack the Ripper because I think there's loads of it's overdone it's overdone and I don't over yeah it's kind of like with what we do it's it. like Jeffrey Dahmer like we haven't bothered doing Jeffrey Dahmer because you yeah. know everybody's yeah. done Everyone it knows about there's nothing I'm new so that we can yeah, there's, there's, you know, if, if I manage to find something new or a different slant on the story, but I think everybody has poured over those, you know, documents yep. and things so many times. Exactly. That I don't think yep. Anything else to be gleaned from it now? But you know, a little old lady that was murdered in a shop and her, her story was never solved, and then managing to find another little old lady that was actually murdered, you know, not very far from there, and it looks like it was, you know, a similar kind of thing. And wow. you know, it's kind of drawing those stories together and and telling totally. Them. But I, I, I seem I, to remember you you've done one of our favourites as well, Spring Hill Jack. Oh, I love yeah. Spring Hill Jack. I love yeah. Spring Hill Jack. That was one of my <laughs> earlier ones when my audio quality yeah. was not good. <laughs> it's still a good now. story. We're all right now. We're all right now. All right now. <laughs> it's not going to be that um, bad because I watched the whole thing. So. Yeah. Oh, well, that's all right then. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think all those kind of little stories are, are really interesting and exciting because it's just like, well. It is. You just it's also as well I like to kind of treat London as like the main character as well. So giving yeah. it a backstory and what it was like at the time and how people Scary. were living and you know, what you know, yeah. the general sort it's of day to day. Fascinating was. place because it's just so flipping old. Yeah. London in the in the day sounds absolutely terrifying. I yes. would not like to be a woman in that era. No fucking no, way. Not at all. <laughs> well, even just, you know, I've, I've been doing loads of research about sort of Victorian times at the moment and kind of just mm. how women were allowed to exist, you know, which is, you know, the right terminology being allowed to exist because that's mm-hmm. how it was. And, mm. you know, you, you weren't allowed to open a bank account 
without a man for you know like the 1940s i think it was um yeah so long time um you weren't allowed to divorce either um that had to be the man that did that so you didn't have any rights when it came to that um disgusting it's like um the handmaid's tale literally um the woman who wrote that margaret Margaret yeah margaret she cited things that had already happened in history like yeah yeah she uh, it's already happened yeah yeah she didn't use anything that that wasn't already had been done in history yeah which is terrifying it's looking like it's it's not it's not something that could go away it looks like something that could happen in the foreseeable future for women Mm -hmm. as far as rights and yeah laws it's very scary because back yes. in the Victorian times as well, when you married, that was a contract. It wasn't, you know, how it is today. Um, it was a contract that actually your husband had the right to your body. So they had to, mm. the right to demand however many children. Um, you were, it wasn't about consent. You were told when you yep. were going to have sex with people, you know, it was, they basically, if they wanted their friends to have sex with you they were allowed to do that you know it was but it's still happening yeah it's still happening in different religions you know i saw some chick on tiktok post that uh she was part of a very very religious um arranged marriage and she was still a virgin and and she went to the doctor saying that she was scared that it, it would hurt you know when she lost her virginity after she was legally married and the doctor said i can give you some numbing cream but your best bet is for your husband just to rape you so you know you'd get you'd get the 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 pain would be faster removed you know like the fear of having sex this is a religious doctor mind you right now 2021 you know female castration a circumcision sorry it's Uh, it's just (laughs) it doesn't fucking end man like yeah i i'm very very um i have a lot of anger you can probably tell. Watch the one about um War of the Worlds. It's great. Yeah. Oh. Um so I've done yeah, I did a, an episode that was all about the nineteen uh, twenties broadcast. Um oh, yeah. The everyone's all like, oh, everyone thought it was real and everyone was freaking out, but it didn't kind of actually happen exactly like that, which no. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, yes, everybody thought I it agree. was a, a massive kind of mass panic and loads of people left, but actually it didn't really happen. Um, yeah, and it was, it was like um, an urban uh, myth. Yeah. Yeah, pretty really? much. Really? I thought was... I thought there was mass hysteria. No, so it was reported at the time and um when they actually checked the figures about who had listened to the broadcast, the amount of people that were saying that they had listened to it didn't tally up. So, yeah, it was actually the the amount of radios that were tuned in was way oh, under the damn. reporting amount of, you know, people that said they'd fled on the evening. And they think what it was was because it was published in the paper and then people read that mm. bit about the paper, uh, from the paper, and then decided, decided to make up, oh, yes, no, actually, I was listening to it. And, yeah, <laughs> right. So it, it ended up becoming this big thing when actually it really yeah. wasn't a huge thing. And the media as well decided that uh, because they basically really didn't like... Um, the radio because the radio was a new medium Mm, mm. and so they wanted to basically 
quash the radio um, and to scare people away from being able to do that. And so they were saying, Look, Their heads radio- would have exploded in 2021. Yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they uh, they said, oh, look, the radio, they can trick you. So, you know, at least if it's in print, you, you're safe to a certain extent. We won't trick you. Whereas, yeah. you know, the, the radio is, is sneaky. Um, but it was it was very obviously a radio play as well. I can understand that if you tuned in towards the end, then you might have thought it was real. <laughs> Look, honestly, yeah. the first time I listened to the radio, the actual original, I was I was maybe, I don't know, 10 or 11, mm. and I thought it was legit. Yeah. Fucking, it, one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. I would love for them to redo it these days and just see. No, actually, I, no, pretend I didn't <laughs> say that because people would end up like... <laughs> Yeah, protesting well, I, and I, I would shooting love, themselves. I would love to write a screenplay about it, um, you know, that night and all the subsequent stuff. So mm. at some point, I'm sure I will do that. <laughs> yes, but did you watch the, the recent War of the Worlds, the ABC uh, one? Uh, so there's been two recent ones. Yeah, so there's the Fox one, isn't there? And then there's the BBC one. BBC. So, yeah. Yeah, so I watched the BBC one. one. I watched the one that was set kind of in Edwardian times. Edwardian. T- I watched that yeah. one, but I haven't watched mm. the one that's got. Is it Jonathan Price? No, Gabriel Burns. The the one that's set in I think Paris or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's the Fox one. Yeah, it's not that good. Yeah, I've not yeah. watched that one yet. I think that's on SBS on. No, I've not watched. Or ABC. It's, it's, it's very frustrating. Modern. It's more a modern slant and like. Yeah, it's a modern. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would I love, like for I, I actually, I do love the Tom Cruise one. It's mm. I love, favorite movie. I love, I love it. <laughs> oh, so the good. sounds when it, but when like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna watch that after it's this. The, yeah, it's the, it um, is good. I, I actually quite like it. It's the horns. Yeah, the horns. I yeah. love it. It's so oh, that's actually my my text message tone on my phone. Get out! <laughs> I love it. No way! I love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, no, the Tom Cruise one is that's that and um interview the vampire are the best things that man has ever done. Everything else <laughs> is a little bit questionable. We went to actually go and see War of the Worlds and they did like a Spielberg um season at um the BFI and I hadn't I didn't see it on the big screen when it first came out, but actually watching it back on the big screen, it was actually quite harrowing. And I hadn't realised how much of a harrowing film it was where just watching it, you know, at home, I didn't kind of get that. But watching it's it very on the big disturbing. screen, I was like, oh, God, this is actually It is horrifying. a disturbing movie. Yeah it's, yeah, it's scary as fuck, you know, when they're all boarding that boat and they're playing. Like, I know, um, that's what, literally. I was that it's a wonderful world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're like, when, this is when disgusting. The, when the bodies all float down the, oh, uh, down the, down the river. Oh, man. Yeah. I or the train it. on fire comes zooming. Yeah, when, when he's um he's in the bathroom and he's he's like, "What's that shit on me?" And it's all like the people's yeah. ashes. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. Those yeah. details really are great. Good. It is really. It's good. great. I'm gonna watch it now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like I want to watch it too. I, I love Star when they so, think it's a storm and they're like, "Oh, look, it's lightning." Oh yeah, yeah the lightning. Yeah. And storm. there's like the bridge. <laughs> the best. Yeah. The best. Yeah. I love it. Um, no, you need to watch Squid Game. I'm sorry. Okay. You I have totally to watch will. It. No, I totally Both will. of you. Both of you. <laughs> I'm pushing every I got both my parents to watch it. I'm like just I'm telling everyone to watch it. 
Okay, well, I needs to be it, done. I read it on uh, the internet today that apparently it's 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 one of Netflix's most popular shows that they've ever released. Mate, trust me. Just get through the first episode. You just have yeah, to do the, the first it, it episode. Looks cool. I watched the ad for it. The design looks awesome. It's incredible. Yep, incredible. The Koreans know what they're doing. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kingdom's yep. one of my favorite shows. Just watch it. Just watch it. Anyway, guys, shall we wrap it up there? Yep. We've done yep. over an hour. I'm impressed it's, that it's, it's Instagram flown hasn't kicked us off. Literally, yeah. It like used to only like... allow us to do an hour, but now I can. It now it lets us do more, and I I'm not really sure why. Huh? Technology. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it felt like things. it's been like two seconds. I've had a lovely time. It did Aww. overtake Stranger Things. I'm, <laughs> I'm really, I'm pro Squid Game. Trust me. Okay, Thank I'm going to. You know, Sahan. Like giving us your valuable Friday morning. Sahan oh, no, was no laying in. I was laying in bed with Sahan um, the other morning, and she was sleep talking, saying Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch it. You have to watch it. You sleep. It'll be in your dreams. It'll be in your dreams. Anyway. Everybody have a safe night or day wherever, whichever country that you're in, and we will speak to you next time. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe, everybody, as much as you can. Wear a mask. Yeah. Get vaccinated. (laughs) Bye. 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 Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us for that episode. I hope you uh, enjoyed is probably the wrong word, but uh, learnt something or, you know, got some information out of it that you might not have known before. Um, Obviously, it's a really horrible case and I hate that we even have to have these conversations. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. But unfortunately, that is the way of the world. Um, I'm not going to hawk things like my Patreon or anything like that today. Instead, there'll just be a link for White Ribbon, which is the charity, which all the advertising money from this episode will be going to. And also, if you want to give a donation to, then um, yeah, I'll leave the link for that there. Thank you for joining me for this um, not so fun, but very important episode. And I'll be back next time with something a little bit cheerier, but um, I hope you appreciated that one. Um, Yeah, as I said, just really important. Thanks so much for watching. Um, I've been Nikki Jace and I will see you ghouls next time. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.